Welcome to another episode of the You Flourish podcast, where we are your go-to stop for faith-based career coaching to help you flourish in all seasons of your leadership journey. Flourishing happens when you find strength in God to let go of all worry. It's easy to get wrapped up in the stress and hustle of this world and to put faith on the back burner. What if you tune into our podcast every other Tuesday so that you could feel encouraged to go through the rest of your week keeping God top of mind? And if you love what we have to say, make sure you follow us on social media, write a review, and subscribe. Get ready to grow, and let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the You Flourish podcast. We are so excited to be back again. And today I'm with a great friend of mine, Carrie Haugen. And she was on our podcast back in our first season when we were originally the Work Redefined podcast, um, because she has a lot to do with um, workforce and recruiting and everything like that. So we're having her back again to talk more about her faith aspect of how she plays, puts faith into absolutely everything she does. And so I'm so excited that you're here today, Carrie. So why don't you start, just tell us more about you and your journey and everything that you do. Awesome. Well, thanks again for having me back. I am an avid follower of this podcast. I think it's so beneficial. Um, as you mentioned, I am very heavily involved in recruitment. I'm the campus recruitment manager at iDaily. Um, that is a, a small piece of who I am. You know, I I always go back to the things that I value. Um, family and friends are, are the light of my life, including um, my spouse and my 105-pound golden retriever. Um, he's, he's a big ball of fur. Um, as well as things like um, pleasure. Um, when I did my values assessment, that one kind of surprised me, but I really found that I put a high value in finding joy in your life. So, you know, I think we, our lives are, are short and we need to find things that give us, give us joy and excitement. And um, the older I've gotten, even though I'm not that old yet, um, I think is important. And then lastly, um, health. I think not just physical health, I'm a big advocate of mental health and um, every aspect of health. There's so much that goes into that. Um, and spiritual health is a part of that too. So that's just a little bit about me, but I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. I, and I know you talked a little about mental health and I know that's something for you that has always been a topic you've really been passionate about um, with yourself and with everyone around you. And so I kind of want to dive first into that because I think faith and mental health sometimes I think sometimes we forget that faith can be a great healer of some of the issues that we mm -hmm. all deal with and so I want you to talk a little bit about I know um something for you that a phrase you always say and we've been you reminded me of this before we started recording about breathe in God and breathe out anxiety worry stress and so why don't you just talk about you know your mental health journey and why God has played a big part in that. And especially the saying, breathe, breathe in God, breathe out the bad. Yeah. Um, so mental health for me, I would say when I was growing up, I, it was probably important, but I don't know that I really put a focus on it until probably after college, I joined the workforce. You go through a lot of changes in that first year after you graduate college, your friends move away or your, your life situation changes. And so I think through all of that, um, there was definitely anxiety in me um, that I, you know, didn't know enough about, didn't recognize, didn't know how to overcome. And so about a year after I graduated college, um, just started having conversations 
with people and really recognizing um, that that mental health should become more important in my life. Um, I started going to therapy, seeing a counselor regularly. I started being more open about mental health. I started following mental health accounts on Instagram. Um, and I'm, I've always been um, a big fan of Pinterest uh, back when I was in like high school and, and whatnot. My friends and I would always scroll through and I, I love quotes. I think they're such a good reminder of, of just little, you know, things that you can put around and I'm almost positive um, the phrase, you know, breathe in God, breathe out, stress, anxiety, release, whatever um, came from one of the, the little Pinterest things that I had found. And at the time, I don't think I really thought about it. And then when I started dealing with anxiety a lot more and noticing that my breathing was getting really fast, I was getting very anxious. This was such a good reminder to, to just stop. To, to do some deep breathing, which if anyone, um, you know, is in the mental health field, and, I, and I'm not, I should preface this with, I, I am not a mental health expert, but deep breathing is obviously a great way to stop and reset. Um, and so a lot of the times at night when I cannot quiet my mind, which happens quite often because I'm, I'm a to-do list person, I, I have a lot of things on my mind at, at once. This is a great way for me to just clear my mind and reset and remember that that God has it handled. Um, my to-do list tomorrow is going to be there tomorrow, and he's going to help me figure out what tasks I need to finish, or he's going to help answer the unanswered questions. And so when I'm laying in bed at night, there's really nothing I can do about those things. All I can do is just breathe in and remember that he's got it. He's got it figured out. And so that's kind of been my way of of calming down, resetting a little bit. Um, I use it throughout the day. If I maybe just got out of a stressful meeting and I am like all worked up about, you know, whatever topic we were just talking about, it's, it's taken a few moments to myself to just really calm down, reset, and remember that at the end of the day, those things do matter, but God matters more. And, and mm -hmm. so he is going to figure it out. And, and I just have to trust in that. Mm-hmm. That's such a good point. I mean, we talk about it all the time and I feel like it's a theme on this podcast, just recognizing that God literally has it handled. And so when we sit in our anxiety and our worry, like we breathe in him, breathe in the good and that he has it all figured out and we can just get rid of all the anxiety because why are we trying to control them? Um, mm -hmm. But I think a good part to this, and we chatted before we started recording this as well about gratitude mm -hmm. because gratitude, I think can actually fix much more than we think um, mm -hmm. when we take time to sit and just be and think about wow God has provided for me thus far he's given me all these things and why why would I be worried for the future um do you want to talk a little bit more about how you use gratitude to really ground you and how does it help you in your faith journey because I know it's so important we forget to just say thank you sometimes yeah Absolutely. I think that is, it's such a simple thing when you say it out loud, but it's probably the thing that most people forget about. And with my faith journey, I would say gratitude plays into a couple different ways. Um, one, I'm a catastrophizer, which means I, I overthink everything, the smallest thing in my day. And I'm like, the world is ending. And sometimes gratitude is my way of stepping back and just thanking God for the things that I do have. You know, maybe there was something that I really wanted, um, at work or, you know, I really wanted something to happen in my personal life that didn't happen. And I'm really bummed out about that. I think it's taking that second to thank God for the things that I still have, my family, my friends, an amazing spouse, 
house, you know, all the things. Um, as a, a new homeowner, there's all sorts of fun things that have come up that really test my patience. And gratitude has been really helpful in that of taking, again, that step back and saying, you know what, God, thank you for a house. I'm so grateful that we have this house, that we can live in our house. You know, the issues that we do have are minor in the sense of other things that people deal with. And so I think that's been helpful of, of just remembering all of the amazing things that he has provided for me, even when it's maybe not what I, I thought I wanted. Um, he still has come, he's shown up for me in so many ways. The other big piece um, in my phase journey with gratitude has been around body image. Um, so I don't know, you know if this has been talked about a ton on the podcast, but I think as women, we are constantly judging ourselves. And that's something that I know I have been horrible about. Um, and a few years back, I listened to the audio book. Um, I don't remember the name of the book and I can find it so we can put it in the show notes, but it was Candace Cameron Bure's book. And if anyone was a full house fan when they were kids, she's DJ, um, but she's very faithful and she's very open about it in her book. And she really uses gratitude in her faith journey when she's dealing with body image or workouts or anything like that to, to use that time to thank God for the body that she does have. And so that has been something that I, like, I listened to that and it was kind of just a light bulb of, yeah, there's a lot of days I, I don't want to find joyful movement. And, and that's kind of my, whether it's a workout or a walk and I'm like, oh, I, like, I would love to sit on the couch, but I also know how much more clear my mind is when I'm moving my body. And so when I, you know, I'm in a tough run or I, I'm, you know, doing something, I'm like, oh man, like I would, I would love to be on the couch right now. I try a lot during runs to take a moment and just say, you know, thank you God for this body. I'm so glad that I can run, that I can do the things that I want to do, that you gave me this ability. Um, thank you for my health and the, you know, the different food options that I'm able to have. I know that's a privilege that not everyone has. And so that has been, I think, where a big part of gratitude has come into my faith journey of as I'm struggling with things, using my gratitude towards God to help me work through those things and recognize that we're all individual. We all have our strengths. We all have, you know, the bodies that we were given and we have that one body. Um, and so how can I thank God for, for giving me this and giving me a body that can do the things that I want it to do? Cause I know that that's not the case for everyone. Mm. Yeah, that's such a good point. I think that's something I think even like men and women both struggle with body image. I mean, how could we not um, with social media and like the way things are, but I, I love that. And I, I did, I recently saw this post too on social media and it was like this woman, you know, she was like, I'm strong and I am all these things remembering like, yeah, the strength that we have mm -hmm. and how beautiful that is. And we might not be this, what perfect is supposed to be, but we're, we're literally alive and we're moving and we can do the things that God calls us to do because he gave us this beautiful body. And like, well, mm -hmm. how can we not be thankful for that? You know? Yeah, but absolutely. I think. And on the other hand of this, so we can, I mean, sometimes it's easier to tell other people to be grateful or easier to do mm -hmm. these things, but then it's, it's to tell ourselves, but also kind of on that same way of telling other people or leading other people um, with faith. I know you um, recently, we're promoted into a manager role and now you're leading a team of four is it um I'm up to five now five now mm -hmm. amazing well five a team of five and it can be really hard especially you know in the corporate setting or in any setting to lead people by faith um 
you know, how, how do you navigate this? And especially, you know, helping people be grat like grateful and really real realizing that it's okay for them to let go. And even for you to let go and let these things happen, but just having faith that God will take control. Like, how are you using your faith to lead these people? Yeah, uh, that is a fantastic question. The first thing that comes to mind, and this is something um, my sister-in-law's mother used to tell her, and I, I found this out when she was giving a maid of honor speech tonight. It just kind of has stuck with me. Um, apparently, her mother always used to say, be a Bible, because you might be the only Bible that someone reads. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, and that was just a couple months ago, that's been in the back of my mind of what are the things that I'm doing in my day that maybe someone recognizes as maybe she is that way because of her faith, whether it's something as small as not being afraid to say like, Hey, I'm praying for you. I know you're struggling or, Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. You know, I, I would love to say prayer for you. Um, but it can also be things of just showing kindness and caring about others as, as you would want to be cared for, you know, that servitude I think is huge of, going above and beyond for someone, even if you have no idea if they're going to give that back. Um, mm -hmm. With my team, I think it has been creating space for both good and bad. I know that, you know, in my journey, it, it's, you need that space where you can celebrate the big wins, the small wins, you can talk about the things that are going well, but also have this space where I'm, I'm a shoulder. I'm, I'm here if you need to talk about something, whether it's work-related or not, giving them that space and recognition. And a lot of it, I think, goes back to mental health for me of I want them to know how important their mental health is to me of work is work is a job, right? It's a part of who we are. It's a part of what we do, but it's not the end all be all. And I would much rather you take care of yourself and then we can talk about the work stuff. But if you're not at your best there, then you're not going to be your best at work. And so I think, well, it's, it's maybe not outwardly saying, you know, oh, like, can we say, you know, I'm, I'm not the type of a leader, I think that leads prayers for meetings and, and whatnot, stuff like that. I'm, I'm pretty open about, you know, if someone asks me, yes, of course, I'd love to talk about it. But I think I go back to that, be the Bible, like be a Bible for someone. What, what can you do in your day and in your interactions with that person that you're, you're a light into that world for them that they, they maybe never have experienced before. Um, and I think other than that, I think it's just getting more comfortable with talking about faith. Um, and honestly, your, your podcast has helped a lot with that because before I would say mm -hmm. it's not something that I talked a ton about with people outside of my close circle of friends. I think it's one of those things where sometimes it's uncomfortable. You don't know how someone's going to respond to it. And I've really learned through listening to all the people on this amazing podcast of it's okay to, to say it or to be like, Hey, I'm going to this awesome breakfast and Bibles event. Would you want to come with? Um, you know, I heard this really great song and it made me think of you on the radio and, and maybe that it's a Christian song or, um, Recently, I had a friend going through a really hard time and kind of sent her like, hey, these are some songs that really helped me during that time. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe they'll help you. I don't know. But this is what I can provide. And also, I'm, I'm here if you need to talk. I'm here if you need to vent, to cry, you know, do whatever. And I think those are just the little things that you can do, whether it's in your personal life or at work. I think sometimes mm -hmm. people think at work, you have to put up this facade and you, you have to be professional. And I, if I've learned anything from now being a manager, it's that the transparency and breaking down those walls is so effective. Even if we don't have the same religion or if we don't you know, see 
eye to eye on, on every single thing. We can still treat each other like humans. We can still treat each other with kindness and respect mm-hmm. and caring for one another. And, and that goes a long ways in the sense of, you know, just, mm-hmm. just being a faithful person in, in the workplace. Yeah. I think that's such a cool thing. Like you said, creating the space one and letting people just like feel what they feel and mm-hmm. being able to just be and, oh, but, and then also giving them the space to make it okay. Mm-hmm. Because I think like, especially at work, I was talking to someone recently about how I, I feel so lucky to, you know, be an entrepreneur. And if I'm having a really bad day, I can go home and cry to mm-hmm. myself and do whatever. But when you're working in a corporate setting or a job where you have to be there from eight to five, what happens if you're having a bad day and you mm-hmm. just need to cry or something needs to happen, you need to talk about something. So creating the space where that's okay, where, you know, I just need to talk it out or I need mm-hmm. five minutes or you know, what, whatever it is, but that's such a good point of giving people that space and letting them know it's okay right away. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also love that thing, be a Bible. I've Mm -hmm. heard many things about, you know, be the light, you know, and I always say, oh, I want people to look at me and not see me, but see God. But I think this is a really practical way to think about like be a Bible because you might be the only Bible someone will read. We might Mm -hmm. be the only God that they ever that they ever see or feel or hear from in their life because we're a walking testimony. Um, yeah. And like I said, so I, I can't take credit. That was all my sister-in-law I love it. Um, and getting that from her, but it, it really has stuck with me and, and just remembering my actions and the words and the things that I do throughout the day. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Well, on the topic of feelings, you know, and helping people feel things and helping people, you know, be able to just be open about what they're feeling and, you know, showing up as someone like Christ for them. I know you mental going going back to that mental health conversation we talked before this in prior in prior conversations about this saying feel deal heal and mm-hmm. I know you said you could talk about this for days because I and I want to hear more about this saying that you always talk about feel deal heal and what that means to you and everything in your life. Yes. So another phrase I cannot take the credit for, I wish I was as genius as these people, but there is a fantastic Instagram account. Her name is Hey Tiffany Rowe, um, her just normal name, you know, Tiffany Rowe. Um, she is a licensed mental health therapist in Orem, Utah, and by far one of the biggest game changers in my mental health journey. Um, when I was going through kind of a lot of different things and I was working on things with my counselor, I had kind of told her like the self-help, self-discovery type books, just they're just not my thing. I don't take the time to sit down to read them as much as I maybe should. I like to read fiction. And so I was like, all your recommendations are wonderful, but they're just not practical for me. And I was like, if you have a podcast I can listen to, I, I'll take you up on it. And so she was like, yep, I actually have the perfect one. And there's a podcast called Therapy Thoughts, which is by Tiffany Rowe. Um, and I listened to the first episode and I got hooked. I started listening to, like, I went way back to the beginning. I did one episode every single day because they're really short, like maybe 20 to 30 minutes. Some might be a little bit longer if she interviews someone. But her, like, main thing that she teaches is feel, deal, heal. And it's all about your emotions. And it's something that has stuck with me. And like you said, something I could, I could talk about all day. And if you are one of my close friends, you have probably heard me say this a million times. Because I think it's just so important when you think about your emotions. Yes, you can easily just be like, oh, nope, like, oh, I'm frustrated. Okay, nope, we're blocking that out. We're not going to think about it. And at times, 
that maybe is necessary, right? Like there is time when your your frustrations or your emotions are, aren't serving you in the way that you need them to. But there's also a lot of times that the initial emotion that you feel is not actually the root of the issue. And this is something, like I said, that has really helped me is when I'm feeling anxious, like, okay, I'm anxious. So I'm going to feel that feeling. It's okay to feel anxious. There's nothing wrong with feeling anxious. I'm going to feel that emotion, whether that's taking a few minutes, um, whether it's a really big thing that's causing the anxiety and it takes me a whole day to kind of feel that feeling. And then I have to deal with it. I have to deal with why am I feeling this way? What is causing this anxiety? Is it all oh, my house is super dirty and I just want it clean? Or is it I, my house is dirty and I have a hundred things going on at work. So I feel like if my house isn't clean, that I'm not going to get things done at work. And making that, that kind of that checklist of going through like really what is the root of that, that feeling and that emotion. And then after you've kind of dealt with it and you've had that internal conversation with yourself, then you're able to heal. You're able to accept that, yep, I felt that. Not always a great feeling. I, I know the reason why with it. Now, how do I heal from it? Is it, do I need to have a conversation with someone? Is it, I need to stand up for myself. I need to build in more me time because I have been feeling really overbooked lately. But if you just let that emotion go, you miss all of that piece at the end where you figure out how to heal from it. And this has, again, been such a game changer for me because there's a lot of times um, I moved to a new town a year ago that was going from Fargo to a small city and not being by my friends, which granted the town I moved to is only about half an hour outside of Fargo, but I wasn't you know, a mile or two away from my friends, I could just call them up on a random night and go grab coffee. And I'm a, I'm a pretty social person when it comes to my friendships. Um, I was in a town where people didn't know me and had a spouse that was busy. And so there was one night I distinctly remember um, I was walking my dog and I, I process a lot of my emotions on my walks alone with my dog. It's a great, I highly recommend walks. Um, but I, I had just been feeling so frustrated and angry and annoyed and I just, I remember walking on that and being like, God, why am I feeling this way? Like, what are, what are you trying to tell me with these emotions? And I think it got to the root of, I had been feeling really distanced from my friends because I hadn't been putting in that effort to reach out and make those connections. I, I, I just isolated myself a little bit. And so my, my way of healing through that was reaching out to my friends and kind of admitting like, Hey, this is how I've been feeling. And I know, you know, I, I kind of did it to myself. I haven't reached out lately, but would you want to schedule coffee for the next couple of weeks? Like I would love to reconnect or it you know, could be as simple as a phone call. We haven't talked in a while. Would you want to hop on the phone for five minutes and catch up? And without that, that process of, of going through that, I, I wouldn't have gotten to that end goal. I would have just sat in those feelings and been super, super frustrated. And then I think part of that healing process for me too, goes back to that gratitude of then saying like, yes, I, I am feeling frustrated and I'm feeling alone. However, God put really amazing people in my life. And I'm so thankful for all of those people. I, there's actionable steps that I can take to reach out to those people. I, I can do something to resolve this. And I got to that point because I had taken the time to feel, deal, and heal. And like I said, this all comes from Tiffany Rowe. We can send all of her stuff in the show notes because highly recommend her podcast and following her. She, she puts out tons of amazing content um, that has been a huge game changer 
And I think part of it too is refreshing your social media feeds with more positive content. That is, you know, kind of a, a reset in your day versus the going back to that constant comparison of everyone's, you know, highs of their their life. Um, we don't see the negative on social media too often. So it it's really helped me to see that kind of stuff in my feed more often and and be a good reminder of, yeah, we all have bad days. We all have emotions. Emotions are fine. You just have to process those emotions and understand why you're having those to be able to heal from them and move on. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like this is like creating a space for you to, like you said, you know, creating space for other people, but also creating the space for yourself to mm -hmm. feel the emotions and then un understand, okay, I need to deal with this. How am I going to do with it? And then move on from it and heal. And yeah. I think, like you said, I, I mean, also finding a space that allows you to go through that, like for, for walks. Mm -hmm. I'm also a person that goes for walks. So I would highly advocate, advocate going for a walk by yourself or, you know, with your dog or whatever it is um, to just spend that time, you know, in movement because one movement is a number one preventer of burnout. So that's huge. And just moving your body and also clearing your mind and, you know, getting rid of all distraction because <sighs> God knows there's plenty of distractions in this world. Um, yes. And I think on the topic of movement, I'm glad you brought that up because it's something I, I didn't say earlier is one thing I really realized with faith is that I think a lot of the times, like, I don't know, maybe it's when you you're growing up and you're learning how to pray. It's like, okay, sit down and fold your hands. And that's how you talk to God. And that's how you experience God. And if I've learned anything as I've gotten older, like that, that doesn't have to be the only way that you experience them. I love going out in nature and feeling close to God because I'm in nature in his creation mm -hmm. with the people that I love or with my dog, who's awesome. And I think there's so many ways that you can experience and movement can be part of that. So it's, you know, not having to necessarily think that like you have to just be sitting and doing deep breathing or meditation or, or sitting and praying. There's so many times where I'm walking and I'm praying at the same time mm -hmm. and getting that that joyful movement into so that I'm, I'm able to get to that space where I can heal mm -hmm. that's a really good point and also yeah that's everyone is so different too and the goes just going back to that feel deal heal um I think a great part of healing like we said before is the gratitude piece mm -hmm. you know you're gonna heal like even for you said when you decided that you realize, you know, I do have some amazing friends. I do have great support system. Yes, it's hard right now. And yes, it looks different than it used to. But I'm so thankful that I do have these people in my life that still stick around, mm -hmm. even though they know I'm far away now. And mm -hmm. that's almost part of the healing. And I feel like in my life recently, I've just been going through a lot of like situations where I really can use this, like feeling it's okay to, and then how can I deal with it, but also move on. And uh, I think a part of this and maybe just an helpful of mental health is the re recognizing when sometimes like um some a, a saying I've really used is like um is the world gonna end in this situation mm -hmm. like that's a really good like coping yep. mechanism for me maybe and I'm, I don't know if it's most helpful but really bringing you back to oh I relate not, so much <laughs> right like this is yes if happens or if somebody's mean to me or xyz like the world's not going to end and it's going to move on and people will get over yep. it. You will get over it and it's going to be fine. So why are we sitting here letting our anxiety, like, why don't we put God in and get rid of that and recognize, Yep. you know, it's not, the world's not going to end because I did something or someone said something. 
whenever I'm in a, um, a spiral. So one of my friends, her and I have talked about this a lot. And she said what her spouse does when she's kind of in that spiraling, which now my spouse has taken on because I told him this, um, was just asking, is this rational or irrational? And whenever I'm in that like cycle of, oh my gosh, the world's going to end and all this is horrible. He's like, rational or irrational? Like, where is your head at right now? And I'm like, 99% of the time, it's like, yep, you're right. That's pretty irrational. Like, these things are not going to happen. And it's at least, again, it's, it's always taking that step back, that pause that we've talked about and that have been talked about before. And, and just remembering like the world isn't going to end. It's, it's not. And it's okay to, to think about that differently. Even when your mind is telling you like, nope, we're, we're on the train to the end. Um, it's okay to take that back. Mm, exactly. You can always get come back and just say, you know what, we're here. We're good. It's going to be fine. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, Carrie, this has been so good, but I do want to wrap up with um, you telling me your favorite Bible verse, because in the end of this, you know, with all the mental health and talking about gratitude and all this stuff, I really think faith is the answer to it all. And faith is the answer to healing from whatever mental health journey you're going through and turning to God in it all. And finding joy and finding peace in the scripture, because that's the truth, the light, the truth in the way. And so I would love to know, you know, what, what's a verse that you've turned to in times of horror, in times of anxiety, in times of all these, in all the hardships, like what, what's that verse or what's that scripture story for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually have two, and one is a pretty stereotypical, um, it's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That one I think has, has just been always such a steadfast reminder that anything that comes my way, like he has gotten me through it before. Um, the things that I thought were the absolute worst or that the hardest times of my life, I've gotten through it because of him and because of the people he's put in my life. Um, so that one's just a really good reminder, but another one that I go back to, and it kind of, I, I pulled it today because it relates to a little bit of what we talked about, um, is Psalm 139, 14, which is, um, I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And that's one that I really go back to when I, I am in that spiral of body image or judging myself or, um, you know, wondering like why I don't look or act or do this or that. Um, I, I go back to that one to remind myself that, that God did create me. Um, and he had that image in his mind and I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I wanted to read this and I know I'm now I'm going on a spiral here, but it goes really well. I, when I was kind of reading through this yesterday, I, I Googled, so what does it mean to be fearfully and wonderfully made? And I really like this definition. Um, so fearfully when translated from Hebrew means with great reverence, heartfelt interest and with respect. Wonderfully when translated from Hebrew Hebrew means unique and set apart. So that verse to me just really means like, I am unique. I, I wasn't meant to be like everyone else. God never intended for that. And I am fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. Mm, I love that. And I love what fearfully means. And you said like reverence and just respect like God respects us so much and like he created us so wonderfully um, because he wants us like he just oh I just love that just respect because I think like I know it's a word you maybe don't think of a lot when we think mm-hmm. of how we're created where we're created with so much respect and um, reverence and beauty and uniqueness and that's just oh Carrie that was so good I love that thank you good well I hope that helps someone out there because it's helped me mm-hmm. a ton mm-hmm. 
Well, Carrie, this has been such a joy. And I, I really love this mental health conversation because I think it's so important, especially, you know, we can translate all of this into the workplace as well, but also into every aspect of our lives because, you know, as much as we want to think that it's all different in faith and professional and personal are all separated, they're really not. And God wants to be in them all. So um, thanks, Carrie. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Awesome. Thanks, Grace. 